You're listening to Your Marriage Aways, the wedding planning podcast. Your Marriage Awaits, the wedding planning podcast. Today I am joined by the wonderful Danielle from Oh Such Style. She is a wedding planner and a stylist and has been for the last 15 years. So she has a lot of knowledge to share with us today. Uh, This episode is going to be quite general, kind of about what is wedding planning? What does a planner do? What does a stylist do? What role do they take on on the day before? And all the things that are kind of included in a general wedding planner's toolbox. So I'm going to pass it over to Danielle and she's going to let you know a little bit about herself. Hi everyone. Yeah, like Nicole said, I've been a wedding planner for 15 years. I um, fell into it, I guess. Um, It wasn't an intentional career path. Um, And honestly, looking back, I don't know that I could do anything else. Did you get into wedding planning because you planned someone's wedding, like a friend's wedding, or was it, how did you fall into it? So actually, um, when I was dating a boy, um, his mom was coming over for Christmas lunch, and I wanted to show her that I was good future (laughs) daughter-in-law. Um, so we did a whole set dinner, um, fully styled, place settings, the works, and she asked if I had ever considered getting into event planning, and I hadn't, but because she suggested it, I was like, that's a good plan. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how it started. I was trying to impress someone. How good. (laughs) I feel like a lot of our vendors that I've interviewed have been like, oh, yeah, my friend asked me to, my friend asked me. But I feel like the pressure of a mother-in-law is like, (laughs) that's next level. Good on you for taking that on. It must have been really gorgeous because... It was, yeah, it was really pretty. I, um, yeah, it it definitely showed that I can be creative because I was working in a bank at that point. Really different. Very, very different. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it it was great that I was able to just kind of have fun with it. Um, which ultimately is what wedding planning is. Yeah, right? yes. Um, just being able to have fun while planning one of the most important days of your life. So. Absolutely. Well, you've been in the industry for a long time now, so what kind of things have you noticed, trends that have come and gone? Uh, <laughs> that's a real big one we could probably talk about for ages, but I think it would be interesting from a from a guest, uh, like a listener perspective, thinking about, you know, engaging with a wedding planner, oh, what kind of... <laughs> What kind of things are we not doing anymore? Well, a lot. Um, When I started planning weddings, obviously being based initially in South Africa, it was quite different. Um, I remember one of the first weddings we planned, one of the brides wanted helium balloons as a centrepiece on her table, whereas in a way we've kind of come full circle back to balloons, maybe not centerpieces on tables. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you when you think of the quintessential, you know, sugar coated almond favours and um chair covers with sashes, you know, we've definitely come a long way in terms of Thank styling. goodness. Thank you from a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean the mason jars on wood rails yeah. was that was that was a few years of that too just really kept going but I think because people will start planning their wedding and then it happens two years or one year later you know so like they've got all these ideas but by the time it comes around you're like oh 
Yeah. That's on the way out. Which I think is why we're so particular with our brides about, yes, obviously you need to look at inspiration and you need to see what grabs your attention, but you're not trying to replicate someone else's wedding. You need to stick with your style. Mm. You know, if you're into wearing you know, darker clothing, um, don't feel like you have to have a blush pink wedding because that's what's on trend. You need to really stick with what is relevant to you. And also something that you're going to look back at in 5, 10, 15, 30, 40 years from now and still love the photos of your wedding. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times we look back at some of our weddings and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I feel like that's a good point too because... I don't think that you can truly have a timeless wedding. Like, it is happening at the time that it's happening. Yeah. There is going to be some influences, you know. Like, <laughs> if you got married in the 90s, you know you got married in the 90s because yeah. you look at those photos, you're like, wow, okay, yeah. that's some hair. Um, like, you, you'll never have a truly timeless wedding. So just do what you want yeah. and you won't regret that. Exactly. Because it will be what you wanted. Absolutely. <laughs> I've had so many people be like, oh, but, you know, I want to please my parents or I want to please this person and... and I've never had a couple say to me, oh, I'm really glad that I did all these things that made everyone happy. No, yeah. I always hear, oh, I really wish I'd done it my way or I wish that I'd really like stood true to, to that thing that I wanted. And so, yeah, if yeah. you can if you can make your wedding you, do it, yeah. please. And it's also important, you need to have people that are going to advocate for you. Um, you know, we do a lot of cultural weddings where there's a lot of input from multiple people yes and oftentimes it's your best friend that's going to advocate for you and be like whilst that's great what everyone else wants you've got to bring it back to yourself um because you know the the photos that you end up framing are the ones that are special to you of your partner um it's, it's got nothing to do with your family or, yes. or their expectations. Yes. So. And you touched on a really great point. We talk a little bit about it in the budget episode where you have family and there's people p perhaps putting money towards your wedding. You're deciding at that point, right at the start, not two weeks before, how much, you know, effect that they have Absolutely. on decisions and choices. And so, yeah, just be wary of that because if they think, oh, well, I'm paying for half of it, so now I get 40 guests, you're like, oh. Like, yeah. when did we decide that? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think in, in an instance like that where you do have family that are contributing, if you allocate a set area for them to have input, that often helps. Um, you know, if your your family are paying for the majority of the wedding, then they are going to have um, input as to how many guests are coming, um, what menu you have available. Um, but I think it's also really important if you, as a couple, focus on your priorities, what's important to you and your partner, and those are your non-negotiables. So your family can have input in other aspects, not your non-negotiables. Yes. Um, then I think that that also helps keep everyone in their lane without offending. Yeah, I love that. It's like, oh, I don't really care that much about what the photo bit looks like, so you can do that. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you'd be on that area, you decide, you know, like, whatever, yeah. you, you have that input. Because exactly. then they still feel a part of it, Absolutely. but Give people you're like, meh. <laughs> that's, that's all they want, especially moms and, and aunts and sisters and, you know, they, they just want to roll. They want to be involved, um, and so sometimes it comes across as a bit pushy, but they just want to help. Yeah. So if you give them something to focus on, Easy. Hopefully something yeah. that takes a long time to organise <laughs> so you don't have to come up with a huge list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's that's great. I love that tip. Fantastic. 
for anyone that's listening and thinking, oh gosh, I'm starting to plan my wedding. I think I need a wedding planner. How the heck do you find a wedding planner? Do you Google it? Do you have to choose someone that lives near you? Like, what What are the rules? <laughs> I don't think there are any rules as such. Um, obviously, Google would be your first... Port of call, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or actually, probably Instagram, to be honest, these days. Um, but yeah, Google wedding planners. You can have a wedding planner in your area. To be honest, we have, I would say, probably 70% of our clients are based... Um, abroad or further away from us um and with technology video calls etc etc everything can be done online so you don't have to if you've got one option that lives nearby don't feel like you have to go with them um i think yeah you just want to do your research make sure that the planners that you're looking at provide the service that you actually want don't you know, if they offer a full service but you're not interested in a full service, make that very clear so there's no overlap yep. from the beginning. Um, but, yeah, just when it comes to looking for planners, do your research, read reviews. Anybody can post pretty photos online. Um, and everybody, obviously everybody puts their best foot forward when it comes to online platforms. So just make sure that you're doing your research because the last thing you want to do is outlay a pretty significant amount of money um, and then constantly be wondering what's happening next yeah yeah you mentioned two things in there you mentioned money so budgeting and you mentioned like full service so what does full service look like from a wedding planner so full service can be a planner coming in and managing the whole event from start to finish and and i say this because we've had some brides who are like (laughs) I actually don't care. Just, <laughs> this is where we want to get married. This is the plan. You do everything. Wow. And we have full service from that aspect. But then we also have full service clients who want us to manage everything, but then want to actively be involved in certain items. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, decisions. We can't plan your wedding for you. You need to make decisions. Um, and so full service can be handing it over completely, or it can be somebody managing all the elements that you're not really that interested in yeah um you know like getting your website up and running brides don't particularly yeah it's not a fun task i mean you have to do it but but then i want to spend hours researching you know um transport options to get their guests around they want to focus on the fun the styling the flowers yeah you know um so yeah so full service does it can be either or but essentially it is a planner coming on board and helping you plan every aspect of the wedding day um, there are planners who offer a full service wedding weekend. Um, we don't really find that as much in New Zealand because it is mostly one day that, that brides are focusing on. Um, but yeah, a planner will come in and they'll help you plan from beginning to end. Yep. And you can be as involved as you want. Cool. If things are important to you, you can make decisions. Yeah, so the same thing I said, like when you allocate tasks to family that want to be involved, we have some brides who are like, I really care about photography. Um, I want to have 20 different options to look at. And then we kind of streamline that process, but then they're not interested in what chairs people are sitting on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cool, yeah. All the kind of important decisions to that couple to that are going to be made by them and then yeah. anything else that's not prioritised is, is yeah. what your planner would cover. Okay. But to, to, with a, you know, to a certain degree, because like I said, we can't actually plan the wedding for yeah. them. They have to make decisions across the board, but it's de- dependent on how many options we give them. 
and you'd know, like, listening, you'd go, oh, well, I, I really would only like three options and other people were like, give me 20, yeah, you know. Exactly. So <laughs> exactly. you'd know who you are and, and yeah. what you like. So you'd discuss that with your planner. Yeah. So that's full service. So what are the other versions of... There's definitely other versions. Um, you get some planners who only offer a full service. Um, you get planners like us um, that have a partial planning service and a styling service. So the difference really with partial is it's decor focused, um, but then we're present on the day to make sure that everything goes according to plan. Whereas with styling, it is just design related vendors. Yeah. Um, you get other planners who offer services like an on-the-day coordination or a month of or whatever variation yep, of yep. calling it. <laughs> um, that's not something that we do because we don't feel that we can effectively manage yep. your expectations if we're only coming in on the day. Yeah. Um, One of our Instagram questions was like, does an on-the-day planner exist? And I'm kind of like, I don't think, I don't think even... I love weddings, but I don't think I could turn up at someone's wedding and just know. But you wouldn't know what was happening or who to talk to about. Like I just, I exactly. feel like that's not possible. So the month of thing makes more sense. The you know, they've got a month to is, yeah, yeah, figure everything out. And also, like if you think about the handover process, you know, a bride has to give you the information. Yeah. Of what she's booked, she can't. You can't just rock up on the day and be like, right, who's your photographer? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to have a plan in place. Totally. Well, a decent plan. <laughs> have a plan in place um so yeah day of coordinator not so much um but you do have some vendors like photographers or celebrants or um you know people who have a, a, a role on the day and then they extend yes. that role where they you know like your celebrant will be your celebrants and your MC and perhaps your on the day coordinator um yeah you're seeing that quite a lot especially with smaller kind of intimate weddings or pop-up yeah. you know sort of vibes where they're like the celebrant then becomes almost kind of the on the day planner because they know that couple so well and exactly. it is a small guest number yeah. so it kind of makes sense in that role but yeah not not your not just like a random 100 plus yeah 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 that's yeah. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> all right so the question probably everyone is thinking what are we now budgeting then if we would like to have a planner on our wedding day. So could you give us like a general idea of what a planner costs for maybe those different sort of services? Okay, so I think that there's two main variations from a, a service fee. Um, you have some planners who charge a flat rate, different rates for different services, de depending on the level of service that's required. Um, and then you have planners that charge a percentage of the overall wedding spend obviously depending you know if you've got 400 people coming to your wedding you don't want to be paying a percentage mm -hmm. of the, the cost of the wedding so a flat rate would work better for you um but yeah that's that's probably the two main ways that planners will charge um in terms of pricing i think for an entry-level planner you're probably looking for a full service entry-level planner you're probably looking at about $5,000 as a starting price um, and somebody who's been around for a while um, you know their service fee for a flat rate could go you know 20 30 yeah dependence and that totally checks out because if you think about the time that you spend planning your own wedding right now how much time have you put into thinking exactly. about everything 
it's probably more, yeah, <laughs> probably more already. And so hiring the professional that knows what they're doing, that's going to find that information quickly, offer you those alternatives. Sounds dreamy. I'll plan my wedding again <laughs> with a planner. Like we're all about stress-free weddings here on our YMA. So I think a planner is, is next on the list for everyone to be adding it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important to know as well, though, like you have, obviously, you know, with such style, we do planning and styling. So our styling fee is different to our planning fee yeah. because there's less admin hours sure. re- required. Um, so you've obviously got to take your budget into account. You know, if you're working with a smaller budget, um, then having a full service planner may not be achievable. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, you know, if you're wanting somebody to come on, like I said, the month of coordinator or somebody to help with styling to help you pull things together you can always pick and choose you know you've got some planners who offer an a la carte service where you can take their month of service and then pick and choose extra hours here to help okay you know there's a couple of different ways um that having a planner can be achievable i am a bit biased because being a planner i know what a control freak i am yeah and so things need to run accordingly and there have been instances on wedding days where even with all of our planning things have still gone a little bit pear-shaped obviously our clients haven't known that Mm -hmm. um but it has left there have been some instances and this last season in particular with the weather there's been instances where we've literally been scrambling um to try and come up with plan b's because we've had torrential downpours that Mm -hmm. we weren't expecting um, so I think when you're looking at planners, figure out where you think you would need help. And it's always a good idea to have somebody um, just as a backup. So if things turn pear-shaped, yeah, somebody to pick up the slack. And then you're not relying on a family member or putting that pressure on someone that should be there to enjoy the day. You know that you've got yeah. a vendor that you can be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> please <Yeah>. help. <laughs> and somebody who knows what they're doing, somebody who yeah. has the contact, somebody who... You know, they have people that they can phone and be like, hey, yeah, <laughs> this has gone wrong. Don't you want to come and help us for a sec? <laughs> um, instead of having your mom in her beautiful outfits with her hair and makeup running around, yeah. closing sides of a marquee or, you know, you just you want to have somebody yeah. that can make sure that they... If you're the type of person that likes to have a backup plan for your backup plan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like choosing a choosing a planner, but also having those other options as well sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I ha- we had an Instagram question and it was about, um, well, it kind of was about pricing. So it was what would be included, like what are the touch points? So I guess if you're doing full service, you're paying for full service. So what does that look like? Is that, you know, an initial meeting to talk about your wedding and then a few times you, you know, chat leading up to it? What does that look like? What can people expect? I think this is quite hard because everybody would have a different... For sure. You can talk to to what you... In our case, our full service, we have our initial meeting where we get to see if we like each other enough to work together for a year. Um, That is really important. We talk a lot about trusting your vendors and choosing people that you vibe with. Yeah, it's so important. We we always have a complimentary consultation first because as much as you need to like us, we need to like you Absolutely. Um, Especially, and I'm digressing, but (laughs) weddings are super stressful. No matter how much you plan or how chilled you think you are, Everybody has a little bit of a bridezilla in them. Yeah. Um, and when things go pear-shaped, you need to know that your vendors have your best yeah. 
you know, interests at heart. Anyway, so in terms of um, the full service, so we would have our initial consult. Um, from there, we come up with a game plan. Every wedding is different. Everybody has different expectations, different... Um, Visions, really, for what their day looks like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, over the years, have developed... It sounds terrible, but we've got a priority vendor list. So basically what that means is we work in three different sections of priorities of importance. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily importance um, of the vendor, but for the couple's importance. Yes. And also vendors that tend to book out really quickly. So once we've had our initial consult and we know what the plan is, we'll create our priority list. And once we've got that sorted, then we lock in, I think we have like five or six um face-to-face consults with our brides in amongst millions of emails. Yeah. (laughs) So many emails. Um, We do work with an online platform, though, so it does streamline how everything gets done. But basically, we don't ever want our brides to feel like they can't reach out to us. We don't necessarily limit what we do with our full planning service within reason i mean i do have a do not disturb that goes on my phone at 4 p.m oh my gosh you need Um, you need to have boundaries so that's okay but they always have a way that they can always if they've thought of something chuck it in a in the portal and absolutely park it (laughs) and then you can chat about it at your next face-to-face yeah Yeah. or over zoom if you're yeah our face-to-faces are more because a lot of decisions get made over emails um, and, you know, through the documents that we work on. The face-to-faces are more so that your brides know, like, hey, yes, I'm still here. Um, And honestly, most times during our our catch-up calls, we're just hanging out, really. That's good. About the wedding. Um, So, yeah, it's important that they do know that there is someone there. Um, But, yeah, so we don't necessarily limit how frequently we see brides there are certain um weddings you know when we're dealing with 400 people you're going to require more attention there's more site visits there's more vendor visits um so yeah we we try and open um to our brides as much as they need yeah um but that makes sense you're planning a bigger wedding you need a little bit more hands-on maybe you're planning a smaller wedding then you're just getting the standard stuff of course though if you need it it's there yeah Oh, that sounds great. Cool. So there's multiple touch points until the actual day. And then on the day, are you there before the ceremony? Like, how, what does on the day look like? Oh, my God. It's not even on the day. It's <laughs> the week of. The way that we work is we have a two-week break in between each wedding because, like I said earlier, there's no such thing as an on-the-day coordinator. Yes. It takes two weeks of focus um, to transition fully into that wedding. Um so depending on what it is, you know, we've got rehearsal days, we've got setup days. Um, if it's a marquee wedding, we've got usually a week before the wedding, the marquee's going up, flooring, lighting, all the things that need to go in there. So we're actively on site or, and managing vendors in the lead up to the wedding. Um, if it's a wedding venue um, that you, the couple have booked, then it is a little bit different because you sometimes only have access from... 10 o'clock that morning. Sure. Um, you've got some venues where you only have access from 4 p.m. Um, so it's getting in, <laughs> getting it done. But yeah, we we are there in the lead up to the wedding throughout the day. Um, we typically leave once the formalities are over, once the dancing starts. Um, we hang around for a little bit, eat some cake. 
Um, and then we go, and then we're always back the next day to, you know, pack things away. Yeah, <laughs> do all the jobs. Everything yep. goes back to yeah. the way it should. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. But we are, yeah, we're there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, at Osage Style, you offer planning and styling. Why is that? Planning is logistics focused. Um, it's making sure that everything happens the way it's supposed to. Um, and styling is obviously design related aesthetics, making sure everything looks really pretty. So by offering both, not only are we taking into account the timings and the the flow of the day but it allows us to make suggestions on how best to utilize the space um where your budget is best put um and we also just really like being creative you know um anybody who's had a look through our portfolio will see that every single one of our weddings is completely different and unless you are an admin focused person focusing on logistics entirely can be quite Boring. <laughs> you so, could say boring. Yes. There's a lot of aspects of wedding planning that it's, they're it's, boring. Let's say tedious is probably a little bit better. But um, yeah, so by offering styling, it allows us to be creative. It allows us to, you know, b- because we're getting really familiar with our couples. Um, earlier I mentioned having somebody to advocate for you. That's us. We are your advocates. And because we get to know you, we see what's really important to you. So by offering styling... We're giving you exactly what you want and you're not having to acquiesce to other people. Yeah, and you're also not having to explain your vision again and again to, like, a new vendor and be like, well, this is what we think and this is what we've come... Like, you know, because you've been meeting with them and so it makes sense that the two are connected. And obviously you've developed these skills over, you know, the 15 years that you've been doing it so that you know okay, for this sort of wedding, we can offer both. But, you know, maybe for a larger one, this is something we need to bring in, but you're still in charge and, like, communicating. Yeah. I think it's important, like, we, with the venues that we work at, when we're doing planning and styling, if a bride says, hey, I want to have fireworks going off on the beach, we would know if that's achievable um, based on the location. And if a that's within your budget or b that suits the style of wedding that you're going for um so with us managing both we're able to provide everything but also kind of temper expectations Mm -hmm. um which is often one of the things that is out of proportion sometimes sure expectations um but yeah so by offering planning and styling it does allow us to kind of manage everything without you having to pay two separate people to do the job. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think that's great that you can do both. That just makes it easier for, for the couples. That's perfect. Cool. So one of our Instagram questions was about making payments and paying your vendors. So if you have a planner, do you <laughs> give all your money to them or do you pay your vendors directly? How, how does that work? So there's two ways that you can do it. Again, there's always two ways. Yeah, there's, yeah. That seems to be the general <laughs> consensus. There's two ways. Um, you can absolutely, if you've got a budget that you're working within, we've had couples who have said, you know, this is the budget that we have. We've put it in accounts. Um, you pay who you need to out of there. Um, but then we also have clients who prefer to pay vendors directly. And the general rule of thumb is where 
the vendors that you're dealing with directly, so photographers, caterers, your celebrant, people that you're going to have multiple conversations with outside of your planner, they will have their own contracts that will need to be signed, followed by payments. So you would pay those those vendors directly. Um, typically, you know, if it's things like linen or cutlery or you know decorative elements where your ven your, your planner is organizing that for you um they would probably invoice you for that and you would pay your planner directly um but you know there's there's no hard and fast rules when it comes to planning a, a good planner will basically do what you are comfortable with um so you know if you're not comfortable paying your planner directly for your vendor services tell them you know they're, they're there to make your life easier not make you stress over where your money's going perfect yeah so just communicate what you're comfortable with and then work out with your planner what works for you absolutely cool that was a great question thank you instagram <laughs> um all right we are going to jump now into my favorite segment the hitch glitch <laughs> So the Hitch Glitch is a segment where we share kind of those wedding wrongs, <laughs> where things go wrong. And I was trying to think today uh, for about like kind of a planning specific one. And I wanted to share this one with you and then we'll throw it to Danielle. So I had a, a couple where I was photographing their wedding. And of course, this summer in New Zealand was so wet. It was just a nightmare. Thankfully, they were able to have their ceremony. They were inside. It was beautiful. Um, all of the photos we got was sunny. But unfortunately, at some point, we realised that in their marquee, they could not put the dance floor down because the ground was so uneven from just being this big, moshy, wet mud pit. And uh, we tried to, like, not let the couple know and, and someone went off and tried to buy some foam stuff. And, you know, they were, like, really trying to figure it all out. Um, but unfortunately, someone told the bride right before we went and did our bridal photos. So there's lots of photos. She's just, like, looking back at Marky and I'm like oh hun turn around and then yeah so we just tried to go further we like hide over the hill <laughs> don't look back there um, but it actually ended up working out pretty well so they had quite a big gap between their head table at the end of the marquee and four rows of really long tables and so they just made it their dance floor and they got people to come up and people took their shoes off <laughs> like it was fine by the end of the night it was just a big literally a big mud pool um but they really didn't didn't care. I think w the reality of like, okay, we don't have a dance floor was awful to to know at the time. But once they realised no one actually was that phased by it, it was it all worked out well. So I guess we always try to like share a story and then say, how can you avoid this happening? Uh, nature, can you <laughs> can you avoid, can you avoid it? No. <laughs> But you can put things in place. So, like, if you know it's going to rain, you've got an option B. Um, in this instance, can't really, like, make up for a whole week of rain. Also, I don't think anyone foresaw... Is that a word? Foresaw? Yeah. Um, the amount. The, the, the of amount rain. of rain. <laughs> this, this summer was next level. Um, I think I did, out of about 30... Four weddings, I think two didn't rain. Yeah. At we, some point in the day. We had some Crazy. pretty horrific weather with some of our outdoor weddings. It was it was very stressful. I think when you can't control the weather, um, just, you, you know, you have spent a year planning a wedding, 18 months, two years, depending. 
Um, also realizing there's nothing you can do about it. Don't let it ruin the whole day. Yeah. In your case with your couple, they didn't have a dance floor. Everybody took their shoes off, had a party. They still had a great time. You know, you just have to roll with it. It's if you get inside your head and you're angry about it, you're ruining the whole day for something that's not really that important. Yeah. You married your best friend yes. <laughs> and that's all legit. You've got the paperwork, yeah. you know, yeah. as long as that can happen. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you're married and it's a good day. Yeah. So if, if you can pre-plan, absolutely. I'm an advocate for that. Um, but if it's something out of your control, just probably not the best advice from a wedding planner but just let it go yeah you know? and it's really hard to hear that oh, yeah. when yeah you've planned your Absolutely. you know your dream wedding and you've spent a significant mm-hmm. amount of money yeah and you have this vision in your head of what your day looks like yes. and when it doesn't always happen you are going to be frustrated but the thing is that even if you've got a fake smile on your face yeah. your <laughs> eyes will show that you're disappointed and those are the photos that you're going to be looking at don't, don't let it get to you, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I think, like, taking it right back to the start, having those supportive people around you to kind of bring you up out of that, you know, there's, there's always going to be something that goes wrong on a wedding day, whether it's something small or something big. So, you know, obviously you've chosen people to be in your wedding party that you love and adore and you know will be there to support you. So hopefully you can lean on those people in those in those tricky times. <laughs> And, and if all else fails, I mean, you could just dance on the table. Yeah, have another drink. <laughs> <laughs> have another drink or five. <laughs> yeah. So, Danielle, as a planner and a stylist, what are your top three reasons to hire a planner? Okay, so I would say number one is that your wedding is our job. You... I'm assuming, have a career, you wake up, you go to work, you focus all your attention on doing the best job that you can. Coming home and spending eight hours planning a wedding doesn't look like the most <laughs> fun. Um, whereas we wake up, go to, go to work, and our eight hours is your, your wedding and making sure that everything is perfect. So that would be number one. Number two would be that we, I mentioned earlier about having an advocate. Um, we are your advocate. We are making sure that your wedding happens the way that you want it for yourself. Um, and then we're also there, if things um, turn pear-shaped, we're there to fix it um, without you knowing, nine times out of ten, hopefully. <laughs> um, so, yeah, us being there to advocate for you and make sure that everything happens the way that it's supposed to, and number three, I think, is just really having somebody who's as excited about your wedding as you are. Um, we will always, we have a running joke where it's not your wedding, it's our wedding. <laughs> um, because we become so invested in getting you married, but having the best time while doing it. That, you know, we we honestly get so invested where we're into it, we're excited, you know, you've picked, you've chosen your dress and you're sending us photos and we're all squealing together. Um, and yes, you know, you have your bridesmaids and potentially family members who are going to do that for you. But as an independent person who can be as excited for your wedding as you are, I think that that in itself is worth its weight in gold. Yes. Oh my gosh, you have the best job ever. I feel... <laughs> I feel like even I get excited when, you know, my couples send me, like, little updates. I'm like, oh, it's actually real, guys. You're getting married. (laughs) 
when, when you get the rings, like, you know, we, we get the groom and they're like, oh, we've got the rings. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's real. It's so sweet. <laughs> and it's nice to be able to, yeah, be that person because, you know, sometimes our couples don't have yeah. that person that can be excited for them. So it's such a it's such a joy and an honour to be in Absolutely. that position. I think you're very right in saying that it's an honour. Like, we don't take for granted any of the couples that choose to work with us. Yeah, it's so special. <laughs> well, how can we find you? What are your socials? Let us know so we can follow along. So we have our website, which is osichstyle.co.nz. Um, and then we are on Facebook and Instagram and the hashtag or the handle, is that it? Handle, yeah. Um, is osichstyle. Forgive me, I'm not the person that posts <laughs> on our Insta um so yeah just pretty much Osage over all the platforms will find us perfect um, and I'll pop all of the links in the show notes so that you can find Danielle and her team it was such a pleasure to chat with you thank you so much I think all of those questions that we got were even things that I didn't really know so I'm really glad that you kind of broke them down and gave us a good insight into what what planners and stylists do on a wedding day and and leading up to it so thank you so much um as always if you are listening on your favorite podcast app be sure to like follow and subscribe you can find us over on instagram at your marriage awaits and you can uh, ask questions to our vendors who are going to be on the next episode so keep an eye out on the stories and ask your questions and we'll try to answer them uh on the pod and thank you again danielle it's been so fun it was amazing awesome thank you (laughs) 